Thanks for listening to this segment of the Beyond the Game program. We do hope you enjoy it. Just a reminder that the show is listener-supported. Your financial gifts and prayerful support are critical in helping us air this program and bringing the gospel to thousands of people around the world through Sports Talk Radio. Find out more at our website, btgprogram.com. And once again, thanks for listening. Adam Metz is the author of the book Elite, a Christian manifesto for youth sports in the United States. He joins us now on the BTG phone line. I am thrilled to have this chance to talk to you, Adam. Thanks so much for being part of the show. Yeah, Rick, I look forward to our conversation. I appreciate you having me on. I have to tell you, I haven't yet read the book, but I'm very much looking forward to it. This subject is directly relevant to what I do in sports ministry. Can you tell us a little bit about the book and what it is that you saw happening which motivated you to write this? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of uh, I kind of approached the, the subject from about two or three different angles that kind of helped perpetuate, uh, in my mind, the need for it. Um, I, I worked with teenagers for basically ever since I was a teenager. I've been in youth ministry and uh, worked intimately with, with uh, young people and their parents and kind of began before I had children or family uh, to see some of the concerns that they were having in, in their kids' involvement in sports. And uh, then as I had my own children, I have three now, they're uh, almost uh, so either 10, 14, the other one will be 12 in a couple weeks. So we're kind of entering the thick of, of sports. And so just as my kids were beginning to enter that stage of life, uh, I began to kind of reach out and, and look for some advice and some, you know, being a pastor, looking for some, some books and some, some insight into that world. And I, and I just found it to be largely neglected. Uh, everybody had their kids in, in sports. Everybody seemed to be a big part of most people's lives. And yet, uh, any kind of, of kind of critical concern or, or voice from the church seemed to be absent uh, from some of the things that I was experiencing with, with the parents that I was working with. Um, and then I've been a high school football official for about 15 years, and so I kind of had that a layer of, of interest come in, which is kind of a unique perspective. <laughs> and so all those things kind of combined, and I, I love theology, and I love the, the study of the Bible and, and kind of address those concerns. And so all that kind of fomented into into an interest that, that I've, I've been able to chase and pursue, and it, it kind of looks like it's kind of a growing wave of people that are beginning to take, not just within church, but even in secular studies at universities. They're starting to look at sports as as a humanity, like, hey, this is a huge part of our culture. What kind of effect is it having on everyday lives? And, and I kind of piggybacked on that wave and said, well, you know, the church has got a vested interest in, in this as well. So, so that's kind of how it all came about. And um, I've been, been after it for seven or eight years, really reading and, and studying and praying through a lot of things and anything that comes up. Working in sports ministry, I I see a lot of what you're talking about. I see the excitement and the growth and the potential for for sports and the church's part in it. Specifically, I see parents who are sacrificing huge chunks of time, large sums of money, so their kids can play on specialized teams. Based on your research, what do you think is driving them to do that, to pay such a high price? Yeah, it's a huge growing industry. I live in Columbus, Ohio, a pretty big city, and just in the last 10 years, and that's, I, I think, a, a point to mention is this is rapidly growing. I mean, it's been kind of an emerging field over the last 50 years um, or even further back if you look at the start of Little League Baseball and some of those programs. But the last 20 years or so, it's really, really started to become an industry. And so you have, like in Columbus, we've had Bo Jackson uh, built one of his indoor facilities here in the last couple of years, and, and I can just kind of go around the suburbs in, in Columbus and all the different areas, and it's, it's become a, a business. 
Uh, and so all of a sudden, mixed into the the old issues that have always been there about getting our kids playing time and getting with good coaches and wanting them to excel in the things that they've done, um, now there's a lot of, of dreams and aspirations that are caught up in our parents. The reason I titled the book Elite with a question mark is because I think many, many parents think their kids might be, probably are, elite. And, of course, the whole notion of the word elite is that it's a rare uh, breed. It's a, it's an a exception to the rule. And, and I think somewhere along the line in our culture, keeping up with the Joneses, uh, having a certain kind of car, ha- having a certain kind of house and the status of life, will will use sports to suddenly become part of keeping up with the Joneses. It's not just about your kid being involved, but it's about being involved at the highest levels. Uh, you're starting to see this distinguishing between well, that's a travel team and this is a rec team and there's kind of this elite kind of prestige that comes with it. Even though, from my experience, the majority of travel teams and higher-level teams are formed by parents who are unhappy with one team and so they spin off and start their own. But it kind of creates this mystique that we're pursuing something. And, you know, and I think it comes from a good place. We want to, you know, we all want our kids to excel. We want them to do the best they can. But but there's the reason that I see, I see concern as a pastor is I see our hopes and dreams and a lot of families are caught up in their sports successes rather than the gospel and, and, and spiritual mm. formation and some of the things that the church would step in and say, ah, somehow we have to correlate these things and not allow them to develop. And I'm, I'm afraid that's kind of what's happening with parents, for sure, driving the course. We're talking with Adam Metz. He's the author of the book Elite, a Christian manifesto for youth sports in the United States. The promo for the book includes this statement, young people participate in sports more than just about any other activity, and the church has neglected its role in providing a voice of discernment for what participating in sports should look like. I'm wondering, asking you as a pastor of a church and somebody heavily involved in ministry and in sports, what should the church's role look like in recreational sports and in youth sports specifically? Uh, in, in my in my book, I kind of I, I kind of try to frame it in three sections, and, and the final section is kind of a pastoral response, uh, kind of addressing exactly what you're asking. Well, you know, what what exactly is our role? Um, you know, I want to be quick to point out that I, I'm kind of hard on the church by saying, you know, this is kind of a neglected area, but I don't want to ignore the fact that the sports ministry paradigm and, and a lot of their parachurch organizations have been involved in this area for several decades. One of my critiques about the sports ministry paradigm is that it's often, and it's a critique that can be made of a lot of parachurch organizations, uh, that they're sometimes disconnected from local church. And and so I think that uh, parachurch ministries have, have done a lot of great things, but what they've done is they've kind of allowed the church to look at the topic of sports, and as long as their kid maybe goes to uh, a Fellowship of Christian Athletes meeting, or if they're involved in a in a sports ministry, then we kind of just shake our head and go, okay, good, they're doing what they what they should be doing. But, but I think that that's kind of allowed the church to kind of punt the topic altogether. And so when you look out at your church on a Sunday morning across the United States, hot, huge percentages of our families are caught up in this, in this, uh, sports fervor. And, and depending on, you know, the socioeconomic status of your church, depending on the geographic region, on, on a lot of different hosts, it, it affects them differently. Uh, but I do believe it affects, affects them all. And I think that the first step in this, and this is what I really and trying to do as I talk to folks and have conversations with different people is just begin to introduce the idea of thinking theologically about sports. I think that alone is has been kind of absent. And before we do anything, before we jump in and say, oh, we need to change this or we need to start this, we need to just start thinking theologically. That's the first part of my book. It just says, let's think about things like competition. Let's th- 
think about things like our bodies and the physicality. And there's a lot of great things that sports offers the church. And it's the reason why we've always tended to look at sports as a, as a positive thing. I think most people view, you know, we have an obesity crisis in the United States and our young people. The last thing we want to do is discourage them from being active in opportunities like sports. Uh, but at the same time, we have to be discerning, just like in everything that we do as Christians, discerning in, in our involvement in sports, I think, maybe more than a lot of other things in our lives. It's a, it's a difficult topic to to just kind of maintain our identity and not get sucked in to the hopes and dreams and visions and aspirations that come along with them. Uh, so I, I think a long answer to your question, but I think it really begins with just beginning to help and, and encouraging people to think through um, some of the challenges that their sports lives or their lives in sports might be creating from a, from a, and probably through the lens of discipleship. As we try to disciple our young people and our families, identity formation becomes a major issue. And I think, um, I was talking to somebody uh, last week about this topic and they asked, you know, what was maybe one theme that kind of comes out of, of my work. And, and to me, it's identity formation. Uh, I, I think a lot of athletes and a lot of young families that are caught up in the youth sports, uh, industrial complex have a difficult time seeing their identity beyond the sporting ventures that they're in, you know, that I'm a part of this team or that I'm a part of this club or I'm a part of, you know, this level, whatever it might be. Uh, and of course the church is all about identity formation, spiritual formation, seeing our identity in Christ first and foremost. Uh, and, and they don't have to be mutually exclusive, obviously, but we have to, you know, kind of walk tenuously as we strive for identity that's, uh, that's not forsaken in, in our sports endeavors. Mm. You talk about that. You just, I'm sure you saw Tim Tebow's comments recently about his identity being found in Christ. And, uh, man, mm -hmm. it was just well timed. I work in sports ministry, as you know, but to be honest, and, and I wonder if you agree with this, I, I, most people just don't seem to get it. I, I don't think it's just my imagination because I do talk to others who are in sports ministry. When I say that sports ministry is often overlooked, it's even dismissed by, many within the church, and sometimes there's good reason for it. Yet I believe sports and rec is possibly one of the very best outreach opportunities a church has, and beyond that, an effective discipleship tool because it promotes spiritual growth. It pr promotes relationship building. Do you agree with that? Do you think sports ministry is often looked down upon by other ministries within the church? And if so, what can those involved in sports ministries do to change that perception that it's less valuable? Yeah, it, it's a challenge. Like I said, I was in youth ministry for a long time, and in a lot of ways it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, an extension of, of the challenge of youth ministry. Yeah. I think most churches view youth ministers as kind of second tier, just not as important. I mean, it's you know obviously a plight of young people, and not that sports ministry focuses exclusively on young people, but that's obviously a major focus. I, I, think, I, I think part of it is just culturally Sports as a whole is is changing. You know, there was a time when, and I think we're kind of in this transition time in, in our culture as we, you see the, the political aspects kind of creeping into sports, and that's kind of caused a lot of tension, a lot of difficulties. Uh, but I think the reason that's happening is because people are realizing that sports, when you're talking about the, the amount of money and, and the type of passion that are involved in sports, it ha it's impossible to dismiss it as not being a significant entity within our culture, equal to uh, our entertainment. I mean, it is a kind of a, a subsidiary of, of the entertainment world. Um, and, and as we, as you see the trends in culture begin to take more seriously, our athletes, our coaches, and, and just the industry as a whole, I think you'll, you'll start to see that trickle into our churches 
as as we you know promote things like sports ministries. So part of it, there's probably not a lot we can do other than just kind of wait as the time changes in our culture and we see people taking sports more seriously anyway. I mean, there probably was a time not that long ago that if somebody wanted to be in a, you know, go to school for a sports broadcasting, it was kind of dismissed as, well, that's not real journalism. And now we're seeing it absolutely is. And I, and I think the ministry paradigm is very similar. Oh, you want to be a recreation pastor so you can play games and, and play sports all the time, um, you know, as if that's a subsidiary of, of the larger mission of the church. And like you say, it's it's not a subsidiary. It's not secondary. It's very much a core idea, and, and I think allows us to take, uh, as, as a sports and recreation ministry kind of field, allows us to take the lead in, in introducing our churches to the idea that this is every bit as important as, as some of the other things that we spend a lot, a great deal of, of time talking about. I think promoting sports in a way that, that resonates with biblical principles is the key and I think this is where a lot of sports ministries uh, have have struggled a little bit because it can be very addictive to, to to fall in love with a celebrity that comes into the sports world, right? Like Tim Tebow kind of becomes the poster child of man, what a great you know message and, and spokesman for Christ, and, and he is that for sure. Um, but our whole ministry can't be about trying to farm out our evangelism to those guys, like just trying to create guys that are successful in ministry so that someday they can have the platform to talk about Jesus. That's a part of it. Uh, but I think as we kind of broaden our mind about what sports is and, and what a Christian, kind of a distinctly Christian identity is in sports, uh, then we have to really change the dynamics of, of what our ministries in sports looks like. The other part of this, I feel like, we're uh, sports ministries, the opportunity is uh, more and more communities are, are really struggling with their recreational sports programming because all these children, particularly in affluent and middle-class families, they get caught up in the dreams and visions of a lead and travel. And so the local leagues are really struggling. And I think it really provides a unique opportunity for churches to step in with their volunteer base and their uh, resources and, and run what, what used to be looked at as kind of a, a really dynamic localized sports league and not get caught up in, in chasing dreams and visions of having, you know, a, a U13 national championship or whatever our, our families might be. I think the church and sports ministries in particular have an, a unique opportunity to kind of help set those uh, those visions of what, what that might look like. Because there are some places in the country, I know Memphis for sure, um, is one city, I have some friends that live there, and the church communities still largely drive the, the neighborhood and community sports uh, ministries. And like you said, if, if we can embrace that as and embrace the positive values that sports have in a discipleship kind of way, uh, absolutely, the, the opportunities are, are great there. We're talking with Adam Metz. He's the author of the book Elite, a Christian Manifesto for Youth Sports in the United States. And and you alluded to this earlier. When it comes to youth sports, it seems like so many parents think their kid is the next great professional athlete. And as a result, well, they can be meddlesome. They can be demanding. They can be vocally critical of coaches, officials, even other parents and other players. How do believers respond to that parent whose behavior isn't so bad that it's newsworthy, but their reputation is such that everybody knows who they are because they make so many people uncomfortable, especially if that parent is unchurched? And, of course, that's why sports outreach is there in the first place, to reach these parents. How, how do we respond in those situations? That was such a great question. Um, I remember when I first entered into youth ministry, and uh, I went to one of my students' soccer games, 
and I was sitting next to the parents, and it was kind of one of those moments, you know, after being kind of a fresh out of college student, been away from from kind of the parenting world since I was in high school, and I remember just thinking, almost kind of cover, huddling back in my shell as I listened to this dad just go, you know, crazy on the officials and crazy on his his son and crazy on the other players, and and it's it's a real challenge for sure, and, and really. Anything and, and and this is when I first started out in this area. One of the things that that some some folks you know kind of encouraged me in is and, and to kind of stay steadfast. Is, this is uh, this is truly a golden calf issue in a lot of people's lives. And when you start hitting around at, at discipleship, accountability, uh, confronting folks on on some sinful kind of tendencies, there's a tactful Christ-like way to do it. But it is a challenge. I think it's difficult to to be confrontational, uh, you know, just kind of in my own experience when you when you directly you know talk to folks this way. That's why I think it's a bigger, you know, our goals are bigger in trying to cultivate and, and open some discussion in our churches. Um, and, and this is where I really feel like the church has a really good opportunity is to just to talk about these things in church. You know, when we don't ever think about having Bible studies on our in our Sunday school programs or during the week or small group studies. And talk about our behavior on the sidelines of our kids' games. I mean, it just seems like a disconnect. But that's one of the struggles for I think churches is is trying to to bring our faith into the real world. And for for parents that are especially of you know ten to twenty year olds, that's where a lot of them spend their lives. I mean, that is their life. Um, and so I, I think a lot of parents don't even realize who they are or what they've become. Mm. <laughs> they don't. You, you need that outside voice to just ask questions in a loving, kind way. Um, you know, you see the way that some parents are on their on their children, um, that that's becoming a bigger, bigger issue. And then when you add the the, the time and money, financial strengths that, that a lot of families face because of their children's involvement with sports, I think a lot of parents unwittingly, I don't think they do it on purpose, but there's an additional stress and expectation of, um, I, kind of a great anecdote as a, as a football official. I remember one time I was in a freshman football game and we had a parent come up to us after the game. It was like the last game of the season. And uh, I think his dad might've been doing the change or something. And we were just talking to him at halftime and he said, yeah, my son, you know, he, he hurt his ankle or something, um, you know, early in the football season. So he hasn't been able to play until this game and it's his last game. And we're kind of glad because we've invested a lot of more money in basketball and basketball season starts soon. And I thought this kid's a freshman in high school. When we start thinking in terms of investing in their athletic career, then then we probably we're probably going off the deep end without yeah. without realizing it. And I one of the points I make in my book is, you know, one of the challenges I think for a lot of families that are involved in youth sports is that their social circle are other sports parents. And I don't think that's the best folks to, to talk to about. I think we might be getting in too deep because obviously we we, we know where they're going to be. I bring to the to the surface. That's that's the beauty of the church. I think it's the beauty of having conversations like this in a church setting, where you might have uh, someone who's 60 years old that's maybe a, a widow or a, a single, you know, adult that never got married, never had a family, and feel like I have nothing to bring to this this uh, conversation. And my point is, you absolutely do, because you see the world much differently, and your faith in Christ can help illuminate uh, all of us who are caught up in that world that you know from the outside looking in. Uh, and I think the church as a, as a whole can, I mean, I think that's, in, in sports is just one example, but I think that's what the church is there for. It's about, you know, bringing people together from different uh, backgrounds and, and classes and everything else and coming together and say, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I feel uncomfortable with what you're doing. Uh, so those kind of conversations, I think, are, are a great 
way to begin to to have people think about this. I mean, hey, as a, as a high school football official, I do this all the time. Uh, you know, from coaches and players, if we're if we're going to be faithful to to our our Lord, it has to affect the way we play the game. It has to affect the way we interact with people, and obviously, as a parent, it has to affect the way that that we are cheering as fans. That's a great point. Once again, we're talking with author and pastor Adam Metz. I'd love to hear how you first became a believer. Can you share your story with us and talk about how Christ has impacted your life? Yeah, I, I would love to. I, uh, I grew up in a in a home that um, was was kind of loosely connected to church when I was when I was young. My family had had some tragedy and kind of in a generation before me, my mother's mom passed away from cancer when she was younger, and there was some alienation from the church and. Um, there was a, just a minister of the church that I, I remember as a, as a kid would come by and, and just really encourage my mom. There was three three of us that kind of bring us to church. And I was about 12 years old, 11, 12 years old, and we started coming back uh, to church on a regular basis. And uh, I, I've always felt um, the calling of God on my life from, from the time I was 12, 13 years old. I, I remember coming to church thinking, hey, this this is pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I didn't know much about the Bible, and I was just kind of, God took, took over my heart and just filled me with a passion to learn his word. And so I, I spent a good bit of my time in, in middle school and high school studying on my own and just really from, from early on felt the call to, to ministry. Um, everybody I went to high school with uh, knew that that was kind of where my, my path was headed. And so God has been uh, he's been good to, to me and good to us as, as a family and, and has really directed my path. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I don't have doubt and haven't had challenges along the way, but he's been walking with me all along. So I grew up in northern Ohio and, and I didn't have a lot of Christian friends and not a lot of experience uh, with, with folks and with the church. And, and so um, I, I think that's kind of helped shape me into who I am and have a real heart for people who don't fit in church and, and trying to make the That's why I love sports ministry so much is because it's a great opportunity to see people who love Jesus, who don't look weird, you know, hey, they, yeah. they like playing sports too. And <laughs> that's kind of kind of my life, not just with sports, but with everything. We're, we don't, you know, Christ calls us to be unique, calls us to be different, doesn't call us to be weird. I always like to ask our guests and, and give our listeners an opportunity to pray for them. Is there anything that we can be in pray, prayer about for you? Um, yeah, you know, the one thing that is kind of heavy on my mind in a, in a positive way, um, my wife and my family, we've been at the church for, um, so we're kind of coming up on the end of our 16th year, uh, but we were granted a sabbatical this summer uh, through the Lilly Foundation, and so we have a quite a, an undertaking to, to just have some some peace and um, some some time to to refuel, and so we're we're going to be starting that in May, and it'll carry on through the summer. And so we've I've been praying and, and meditating and reflecting more this year than I have in a long time in preparation. And so I, I just love to uh, solicit those prayers outward as well. Absolutely, we've been talking with Adam Metz. His book is called Elite: A Christian Manifesto for Youth Sports in the United States. How can folks get a copy of your book? Where's it available? Uh, it's on Amazon, uh, easy to find on Amazon. Uh, it's published by Cascade Books, which is a imprint of Withenstock. You can get it from their website out there. They're based in Oregon. Uh, so both those places are, are great uh, opportunities. Adam, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I've had a great time talking to you, and I wish you all the best with your book. I appreciate the conversation, great questions, and I appreciate all you're doing in this in this field, Rick. I wish uh, pray blessings over you because I know it's a challenging area, but ripe with opportunities. So I'm glad we had this chance to connect. He's Adam Metz. His book is called Elite, a Christian Manifesto for Youth Sports in the United States, available through Amazon. Stick with us. We'll be back right after this short break. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. 